Evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thank you. be here on Talkback uh, very shortly. We're going to be speaking to Bomber Bradbury. If you'd like to ask Bomber Bradbury a quick Bradbury uh, question, uh, then there is the comment section, and you can fire your questions through to Bomber. Uh, he has information. I don't even know where he gets it from. Obviously not the New Zealand Herald stuff. He's a very well-connected guy, and he uh, delivers his information in a straight-up-and-down way, which is bloody good, and everyone can understand it. So, uh, if you'd like to uh, join the show, uh, like actually on the show, there's going to be a link published as well. And then, hey, Presto, you can uh, ask questions and we can actually see your face, which is quite cool as well. A little tired tonight, finishing around 9.30, but let's get straight into it and welcome our special guest, Mr. Hang on, I've just got to get the special guest intro stuff, Mr. Boba Bradbury. Mate, how are you going, all right? I'm doing uh, well. How are you doing this week? Very good. Very good. Um, I've been COVID-free now for a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, I don't think I've got the long COVID thing. I've Thank kind of, God. Yeah. Uh, I'm not foggy or anything like that. I'm just um, trucking on. Solid. Pretty solid. Just good. Yeah. Um, trucking on with the keto, too. That's been going very well. How's that going for you? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm eating like bullshit like this. Yeah, that's 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 cereal. I'm eating like keto cereal in the morning and eating some baked stuff. It's just you don't have a lot of selection. You know, there's not a lot of go to. Keto is the diet for the man in the uh, on a mission in a hurry. Right, a lot of stuff you got to prepare. Yeah, and it's bloody annoying. But you know, I'm staying there. I'm just just knocking it out. So is it like lots of protein or protein, nuts uh, or whatever? Next to no carbs, next yep. to no sugars. Uh. So that's kind of what I've cut out of my diet. Yep. And I'm, I'm feeling more energy with uh, no sugars. I've got like some kind of artificial sweetener that'll probably give me cancer. But yep. I don't eat bread anymore. And the bread I do eat, it's hideous. It's, it's like sawdust and mud. I used to I used to uh, really be into soup and bread oh, yeah. until I ran out of bread and then realized then realized that um, I just like the bread. Yeah, absolutely. And that was and that's and that's like life without bread is shitty. Especially if you're cooking bacon and then you can just smash yourself a bacon sandwich. You know what? You know what I've always thought would be a lot of money in in New Zealand. A lot mm. of money is a a chip butty uh, uh, food truck situation yeah. because and, and but but the, the 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 difference being that you really do put together a good chip because mm. I think that most New Zealanders when it comes to chip, a, a, a chip buddy, good chips. They'll pay yeah. any price for. They'll think it for good chips, right? Without even thinking. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. Totally. I mean, yeah, I do like a nice crisp, uh, hot chip. Oh like yeah. Like you go to Point Here and you go to the pools or something. You know, nice big hot dog, nice chips. And with a smothered in sauce, and then if you can get some white bread with some lots of butter, oh, holy right, shit. right, and, yeah, 
You and you and you you will pay seven dollars fifty. Sure. Like that. I'll pay what it takes. Yeah. Um, just running through the messages here. Uh, happy birthday, uh, I believe it's Oliver Finley. Is, is it your birthday? Oliver, it is. I said happy birthday to you. Like beans too much to go full keto. Uh, Darren Fortune uh, talking about keto. Are you keto because of the petrol prices? No. No. I'm <laughs> Michael Trot, keto is good for the short term. Yes, best to do it with another and also less carbs. Yeah. My thing is, I'm going to lose majority of my weight keto. Yeah. I'm going to then go to a balanced diet after that, just with less of the carbs and the sugar and stuff. Uh, what else we got? Carl Rankin, keto is awesome, bro. And what do we got here? Michael back again, not missing bread here. So, yeah, we can, and this, these are all guys. Guys are it's just you know, throwing, throwing their thoughts in. Shane Warne dying uh, and a whole lot of other people dying uh, of note. It's like I'm back on the health buzz. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, um, let's get back into it. Another guy who is uh, living his life. Sorry about these messages that are coming on screen there, Poms. Um, uh, are, you, are you getting them or am I getting them? We're both getting them, bro. Yeah, you have to click out. Selena's talking to tech people. Okay. Um, now, uh, Simon Bridges. He's keeping mum on what he's doing. I didn't think he was going to leave. This is stimulating a by-election. What do you know? Um. I think that the new leadership team uh, of Luxon and Willis have um, pushed some of the more traditional power blocks with the national to one side. Simon was certainly seen as the head of the conservative faction inside parliament. I feel that he, I, I, I think that he feels, or he certainly should feel, that he got horribly screwed over by the National Party. First, when he was the leader, yep. and the Liberals kind of threw him under a bus for bloody Todd Muller, of all people, and that then imploded. And then they backed Judith, and she was terrible. And there he is running once again for the leadership, and Judith just spitefully throws a poisoned Me Too harpoon at him and tries to su suggest that, there was some untoward comment to another female MP. Yeah. Um, hideous. I, oh, I, I mean, I, I just think that he's been screwed over so many times by the National Party. It's it's no surprise that he's left. Yeah. Uh, what really brassed me off about some of the um, media bites, you know, the sound bites coming out of uh, Simon's campus, big was... After not talking about his culture or heritage, the first thing I hear out of this guy's mouth, I'm just so happy that I was like the first big Māori politician and the leader of a major party. He's then kind of big upping his Māoriness. Now, I've never heard him go on about it. And nicely, if he did go on about it, it wasn't an election time. But uh, I don't think he did a lot for Māori. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think that's a pretty fair criticism. I don't think he did a hell of a lot for Māori either. Um, uh, yeah, he might have done a lot for, for, for men of five foot, um, three statue, uh, but, yeah. but in terms of Māori, you know. Um, look, I, I think I think whenever someone chooses to bow out of public service and bow out of public life and have put in the hard yards. They they, they, they they get to define themselves as they choose to wish on their on their leaving. Um, if, if if now is when he wants to 
Uh, we racing there. Uh, if now, if if now is when he wants to re-embrace his identity, his cultural identity as a Maori. Hey, who who, who are we to complain? Um, yeah. I think I think National will lose a great talent. I think the guy is very smart. Um, some of my highlights of his time in <laughs> was the first day of Jacinda Ardern's Parliament when everyone was excited and they were about to elect Trevor Mallard as the um, as the as the speaker, and 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 Simon Bridges does this incredible uh, charade on the day. Where, and I was watching it live, where he's sitting there with a puzzled look on his face and he's trying to count the numbers over on Jacinda's side and very excitedly telling everyone. And what happened was he conned the Labour Party into believing they didn't have the numbers to vote Trevor Mallard in unelected. And that would have been a terribly embarrassing thing uh-huh. on Jacinda's first day. Yeah. And on the floor of Parliament... Chippy had to come rushing over and cut a deal with National to not challenge the numbers and allow Trevor to be elected uh, 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 with, with, without any, any uh, votes against him. If National gained a whole bunch of select committee uh, positions, which Labour weren't intending to give them, and in that one first day of Jacinda coming in as leader in Parliament... Simon was able to gain a whole bunch of positions on select committees, which over those three years actually stymied a lot of the policy that Labour was able Ah. to get through. So he did that on day one, and he screwed them over. And it was just a reminder of how quick, and and, and when he saw a, a political opportunity, he was able to have the wit and the skill to push it and pursue it. I don't think anyone in nationals like that. Uh, and and I think they've 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 lost a great talent, and and I think um, probably one of the the better leaders they would have had if he'd been given a chance. Yeah, true. And so, well, he you know it wasn't called a valedictory speech. Valedictory speech. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll grant him they'll grant him that and allow him, yeah. allow him to do that. Yeah. And so, Jacinda wants us to, the by election to kick on pretty fast. He wants to get the hell out of there, and. He is, and, and looks like Winston's back. Winston seems quietly happy about that. Uh, well, Winston, I think, has been looking for some attempt to become politically relevant again. Um, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger out there. People feel a little politically homeless at the moment. I think Verity Johnson summed up a lot of urban people in Auckland sort of feeling out of love with Jacinda. Uh, predictably, the, the very tribal left turned on Verity and ripped it to pieces. And it was interesting because I thought to myself, wouldn't it be more interesting to find out how is it that we lost someone like Verity Johnson rather than damning her for feeling, you know, not particularly excited by what Jacinda has been able to achieve over the last five years when you look at housing, when you look at inequality, when you look at poverty. Um and, and and yet we seem to have lost her. So I I I, <laughs> I just think that the the the, the it, it, it's been a, a it's been a hard week for Labour supporters. I think. Yeah, uh, the Labour hate is immense online. I don't know if you've trawled or you don't really have to. It's everywhere. 
you just go through it and it's like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, there is a, a crazy hatred. And, look, I mean, I'm critical of the Labor Party for not well, being transformational, mm-hmm. but I also appreciate they did a bloody good job keeping us protected from COVID. And if you look at a lot of the anger that seems to be thrown at Jacinda, Jesus, at least a good 80% of it is just meaningless garbage that, that doesn't actually have much of a point. It's just a lot of anger and hate. And I think at times we are in such a uh, stressed-out economic situation. We are in difficult times that, have, uh, uh, that are throwing our, our normal lives out of joint and a lot of anger and a lot of hate is just pouring out of every <laughs> bloody person in the country at the moment. Yeah. Um, this should be like a Jacinda stress ball, you know. Maybe you take that on the stress ball and not necessarily. I, like, I saw some darling posts from her private life this week. I think she had a mum and dad anniversary. She put her dad and the twin up. And there were terrible messages on there. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, my God, not the yeah. ones with the family and not you personally. You know, your dad is reading these. <laughs> People are saying the most awful things. And I'm thinking it takes a fucking backbone to get up every single day right, and face it all over again and then having to go to these press conferences, which she's very skillful at, and having to kind of like, you know, front and do it. Again, and, again. And, I, and I think that a lot of that venom and a lot of that anger is because people are frightened, people are freaked out. This is not normal. No, no one, no one's, no one's been preparing for a once in a hundred year pandemic to break out. This is this is outside the norm. This isn't where we normally are. And I think that when people get freaked out and they don't have their normal routines to follow, they just lose it. And some of the vitriol that is going into the political scene at the moment, it's just, it's not fact based. It's just, it's conspiratorial nonsense. You know? I'm just going through some of the comments just real quickly here. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Oliver, tax cuts now. No, no. Uh, we've got uh, Michael, terrible rumors from dirty politics again. We're uh, Labour. Uh, and we've got when Simon's gone, does that open the door for Jamie Lee Ross? We have to that too. Uh, oh, I, I don't. I, I, that would that, that, that door that portal goes to madness. Right, New Zealanders are ungrateful sods. Yeah, okay, but yeah, you're right. We are sad. We are angry. We are sad. Everything's going up. Um, you know, like I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, took the kid to the zoo, chips and a pie, and we're looking at eighteen dollars. You know, right, and right. it's just disgusting. And then you go fucking just send that. I fucking hate this country. <laughs> it's just she is the battering ram for the whole thing. So she's going to buy us back. So petrol's coming down. There's going to be some tax relief. The stupid family tax credits. Give me a break. People just want some money in their back pockets. And that's uh, what right. about that other thing? Someone was talking about with the tax credits, the rich get $8,000, the poorest get 1000 Why don't we swap it around, give the poorest the 8000 the rich the 1000 back from tax credits? Well, that's, 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 that's Luxon's uh, tax with the right yeah. when they try and sell tax cuts, right? Because you look at the pittance that you get and you go, how much am I getting? $1,000 a year. Okay. And how much are you getting? 18,000 a year. No, 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 no. That's always the problem for the right whenever they try and sell tax cuts. The rich are the ones who benefit most from it. If you look at what Labor did with their decisions um, this week, 
coming out with 25 cents off the off the uh, the petrol prices and halving public transport. Both of those things put money immediately into people's pockets without going through MSD, without going through WINS, without a tax cut. It's a way of actually putting money directly into people's pockets. But I think that the well, government... It was very smart, wasn't it? There was a oh, smart- well, it is. It is smart. It is. And I think that the government's got to do more things like that focused on actually having more money in people's pockets every single week. And... Free public transport is a way to do that every single week. Yeah. A, 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 a supermarket, 30% supermarket state that's news, that's government-backed so that you permanently lower food prices, that's one way. GST of fresh fruit and vegetable. Let's be honest, every single little bit would matter. What right about, what about the, uh, as, a, as an idea moving forward, the government takes a stake in the warehouse? It's proudly Kiwi-owned, they're going in the right direction, and they start bolstering up the supermarket end of warehouse. They've got yeah, to look, look, I, 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 think, I think there has to be a, a pressure valve built into the uh, current market that can actually work in the benefit of consumers mm. with fixed ideas and values around that. Um, and people desperately need to believe that there's a way for prices to come down. Because uh, if you look at what's going on in the Ukraine, if you look at the impact that's going to have on food prices, particularly with wheat, uh, if, if Ukrainian farmers are not able to plant in the next week, uh, 30% of the entire world's wheat come from Russia and the Ukraine. It's an amazingly important breadbasket for the world. If we don't get to see that planting regime take place over the next week, um, they'll miss their next harvest that is going to cause massive food inflation around the planet for the next for the, for the re- remainder of this year. And there's a good chance that we'll have double-digit inflation before December. So the, the, the reality is that things are going to get a hell of a lot more expensive, and there's no mechanism built into the system right now that would be able to alleviate any of that pressure. Um, and 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 I think I think the reality of the situation demands an innovative an, an innovative idea, and and the 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 the, 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 the state stepping in and and supporting a thirty percent stake in the duopoly for supermarkets is an innovative idea. Yeah, I think I cracked it with the warehouse idea. I mean, yeah, I think no, I think I think I think it's completely valid. I think that could absolutely work. It wouldn't be a stupid <laughs> idea at all. Yeah. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Simon's popping in with a message. How much of the wheat does New Zealand import? Um, very, very little. Um, but what would happen is um, the wheat that we would... would import normally, a lot of that from Australia. Okay. Uh, also, Australia are a big wheat pro- uh, maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you what you what you'll see is um, suddenly an, a huge drive in demand to buy Australian wheat to replace what 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 uh, that will create is an enormous price jump for us because the, the Australians aren't going to sell to us at a level they they can't that they that. That they get elsewhere, right? Yeah, I'm really. Um, I mean, isn't it the first time in a long time that New Zealanders are actually leaving New Zealand? Uh, I think we're all pissing off back to Australia now. Uh, there were some numbers out I read, I heard maybe on the radio that we're leaving a record number. So we're like, out of here, see you later. I mean, if you were to win lotto tonight, 
I mean, your $3 million will go a lot further than buying a house than it would in New Zealand, in America, you know? Um, yeah, no, no, look, and, 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 and I think that I think that we have are driven by that because we think the grass is greener elsewhere. But I'm guessing that you'll actually see a lot of people wanting to try to get to New Zealand as well because or immigrating from, from the rest of the world because we have had a much better deal of it than the rest of the planet with COVID. And um, we're still seen as a relatively benign and safe environment. The push to shake all the mandates now, they look like they're coming crashing down, right? I mean, is this one for the protesters or is this the planned execution of, you know, withdrawing all the mandates over? We said we were going to do it. Now we're finally doing it. This is what I never really understood with the mandate argument. There seemed to be this intention or this, this impression that was given that somehow Jacinda loved having all the power that the mandates created and that this was one step towards her taking over the Which entire government. Reason, yeah, yeah. When, of course, the reality is, is the government wants those bloody mandates off as soon as humanly possible because it is just crippling the economy. And at the end of the day, the government can't just keep printing money and shoving it in our pockets. It actually requires the economy to get up and start going back to work. So, of course, the mandates are going to come down the second that it's 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 within the public health realm to be able to do that. What do you think? Um, sorry, Bombs. What do you think to this global ID business and the whole world currency under that great reset? And she was all about it, wasn't she, from the UN? I, I mean, it's 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 like <laughs> I think I think people who seem to think that there is a global conspiracy to sort of create the shadowy one world government have never understood how incompetent governments are. Um, there's no way anyone can pull something like this off. There isn't going to be a global ID. There isn't going to be a global currency. There isn't going to... No, shit's going to happen. Um, people are struggling and they're trying to just keep their own um, populations... Uh, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't see the one world thing kicking off. It's just, it's, okay. it's, it's just silly. Okay, what is real me ID then? Real me ID? Oh, that's well, that's the that's the system that we've set up here that you're able to get your ID through the government. Like, like if you know, if you need to show that you're 18 years or over. Um, you go and sign up and you get your ID. Oh, I know it is, but uh, we've got messages coming through. But, but what about real me ID? You know. And I think, I think we've been running for years. The government's failings, uh, though real, are going to be superseded by external market influences. Will it be possible for the government to get the narrative back? Well, I think, I think that, you know, when people see Saver just getting smashed – and they're suddenly having to pay $10 for a bottle of milk and $10 for a loaf of bread, um, there's going to be anger and there's going to be solutions and people are going to want to hear what those solutions are because they're going to hurt. Um, but things aren't going to get better. Things are going to get predominantly worse. I think that um, particularly for New Zealand because of our trade deals with China, there is this murky suggestion that's going on at the moment that China is going to help Russia militarily with its its fight in the Ukraine. And if that happens, 
because we just passed a whole bunch of laws um, um, attacking Russia and um, promising trade sanctions on anyone who helps Russia, that would then suddenly require us to start putting trade restrictions on China if it's proven that they are, in fact, helping Russia with the war in Ukraine. It's going to fuck the hospitality. It's going to... It's going... It's not just going to screw over tourism. It's going to screw over major exporting sectors yeah. in this country. And we'll have no choice but to implement it. And you can see the nervousness on in the Chinese markets right now, uh, the Hang, Hang Seng and um, the, the, the Shanghai um, composite have both taken an absolute hiding over the last week and a half on the suggestion that maybe they are helping the Russians. I think um, w- one of their tech sectors, uh, the Chinese um, tech sectors, lost something like 30% of its share market over the last 10 days. So these are real big economic issues. And if China does push ahead and supports Russia with its invasion of the Ukraine, we've got no choice but to start putting up trade sanctions. And that will cause even more economic ructions in this part of the world. Um, Britain and, and America have got no problems threatening trade sanctions with China because they're only sort of, I think, 7% or 8% of, 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 of um, their economy. Um, uh, in terms of trade, but for New Zealand, it's twenty percent of our entire uh, trade. So, so, so if we have to do it, it's going to hurt us really badly. So, with all this hurt, and it's been compounded, and uh, it grows by the day, uh, Jacinda, there's no way it's the Labour government. Let's not even take it away from Jacinda. There's no way. Uh, they could take a twenty twenty three election, right? Because at the moment, Luxon has just got a nice steady ship. He's relying on Hosking, uh, and he's relying on general media to smash her down. I mean, she's had a rough week last week. It was the worst. No question. No question. And, and this week, it's still, you know, we're coming around. I mean, people are going, 25 cents, not enough. It's just taking prices back to being high. Not ridiculous. Uh, this is, and, and you're right. You're right. Things are going to get dramatically worse in a short period of time. Um, we're going to get hit with more inflationary pressures on almost everything. But the question is, what exactly is it that National is going to do all that differently from the way not be Labour's not be playing it? You know? We're not going to get the same thing with a I, different... I, I just I don't think National solutions are, are any better than what Labour's going to be doing. Um, does New Zealand uh, need a free trade trade deal with the US? Uh, does it need a free trade deal with the US? Well, I mean, certainly one of the arguments that has been made is what's the point in being great friends with uh, America and supporting the Washington consensus and being a member of Five Eyes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, if they're going to leave us trade dependent on China rather than taking all of our exports and taking them to America and America is incredibly protectionist when it comes to dairy, when it comes to all of the products that we sell, and so we've had to diversify and go in Asia and, and, and go to Chinese markets to sell our goods there. Um, certainly, there is a question 
to be asked from a national security point of view and from an economic uh, point of view, why is it that we don't get a better deal from America and, and, and Britain? And I think that they have accepted that and that there are more attempts to do more trade here to take some of that surplus trade off of China and, and, and be uh, closer to them. But the, then, then the question is, do we want to be economically dependent on America any more than we are economically dependent on China right now. I mean, Jesus, if Trump comes back in 2024, do you really want to be that close to America? On the cards too, eh? Right, that's right. Cards. Um, do you think Mahuta is the person to navigate those trade deals? Uh, I think that she is a remarkable talent. I think that she uh, has and brings a uh, indigenous voice to foreign affairs <laughs> which is authentic, where our trading partners uh, respect. Um, and also, and this is the other thing, um, we talk a lot about our need to counter Chinese influence in the Pacific. Well, Nanaya, with her um, family's close connections to many of the Pacific royal families, um, that is a unique selling point of her diplomacy and her ability to be able to talk directly to those power elites in Pacific islands that don't have the kind of relationships uh, that, China, that, that, that China's trying to forge. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think she's great. I think she's great. Fucking up three waters, not a great start, no? Um, I'm, look, I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, I think Nanaya is being a wimp when it comes to three waters. I say that the government should just harden up and seize all of those water assets under the Public Works Act and don't pay for any of it back and just say this has now been nationalised and it's now a nationalised water we, thing. We, we and the first thing we're going to do, the first thing we're going to do is stop those Chinese water uh, bottling companies from taking our water for free. That's the yeah. first thing we're doing. Yeah. But what about maybe privatising a portion of that? Well, this is why... They are building in safeguards to say that you would not be able to privatise it unless you had 75% supermajority in Parliament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this, is, and this is the real issue, right? Second, that National Act would get into power. The first thing they're going to want to do is privatise the water. So this is the reason why voting in 2023 is actually really important. Do you want your water privatised or not? But you could take a, a small minority, right, and the money that you make... Uh, you could be putting back into infrastructure, right? If you were the oh, no, this is the, the whole the whole idea of three waters is it's public money, public ownership, public support for that infrastructure, and and it's and the whole point is to stop privatisation. Right. What do you think? I mean, can the government be trusted? Any government be trusted with our water? Will they do a better job than our councils? I mean, councils have been doing an average job for a very long time. Well, councils have been doing a super shitty job. I mean, remember Havelock North that got poisoned? People yeah. were almost... How many people well, died? Okay, I, mean, I mean, they did a terrible bloody job. How many times do we have our beaches closed because things run off into the bloody yeah, water? But aren't councils paying for other shortcomings that the government aren't funding properly? All comes from the top, though, does it? And well, us. Well, the right it, it does. We, all those assets. we are in a user-pay society. We are in a deregulated market. We love to sell off public assets any chance we can. Um, we've done this for about 35 years. So, yeah, there's a payday. At some point, we're going to have to say, well, this neoliberal user pay system screwed. 
Mm-hmm. And we've got to do something meaningful about it. And I think the government are trying to do something meaningful about it. The way it's being presented to the public, though, is the Marys are trying to steal the water. And that's just bullshit. That's got nothing to do with it. Hey, if you could buy one thing back that's been privatised, what would you buy back for New Zealand? Telecom. Oh, my yeah. God. We sold that for like a dollar. And <laughs> it's made, made $4 billion. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah telecom in a second. Uh, irrespective of the external forces affecting New Zealand's economy, this government has bushed more than enough of themselves over the last five years. They are a dead government walker. Feels that way. Um, I think that uh, their total focus on protecting us from COVID has made it almost impossible to do anything meaningful on all those other things that we were promised to be transformational in 2017. Yeah. But but even that said, let's we just we we have to pause in our criticism and just remember that in the last two years, Jacinda's policies saved us from three thousand deaths over two years. Now, you know that New Zealand is a small bloody country. Three thousand dead over two years would have meant we all would have known someone. That tsunami of grief has been avoided. In real terms, and I think that there's a certain level of gratitude that really does. I, I, I feel that she still deserves a gratitude vote for 2023 from saving us from the worst of that. Yes, there's a whole bunch of criticism on everything else, but does anyone honestly believe for one second that it would have been handled better under national or acts? Come on. If well, not national, under the last if National Act had been in control during COVID, maybe under Lux would be 1,500. Maybe under Luxon, yes, because he's the big white saviour. But do you can we take anything that uh, the Labour government are doing seriously from now on where we're basically being bought off? And I'll take the money, but we're basically being bribed to go Labour, and it's going to happen for the next, what, 13 months? Well, I mean, I mean, one person's bribe is another person's government is listening. I mean, the you know, the government will say, we've heard your pain, we've heard the concerns, we know you're hurting, here's something we can do immediately that does this, 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 this. And, and let's be honest, bouncing back with 25% um, uh, uh, petrol cut, um, $40 extra a week for the pensioners, uh, an extension of that winter payment plan and looking for families' tax credits. Look, that 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 does put money back in people's pockets. Um, I, I would it be better under national act? I don't think it would. Uh, Dylan says that's kind of irrelevant, though, Bomber. All those people didn't die, so it's a hypothetical argument. Well, yeah, I mean, they just <laughs> <laughs> it's like we don't prove it. Prove that those people wouldn't have. I mean. I think that the academic research really does show that if we had uh, had it as bad as anywhere else, we would have lost 3,000 lives. What a shit. Um, and, and, and I think that you, you, you do actually have to respect leadership that protects us from those sorts of things. Can't Thank you, um, um Māori Party as kingmaker, will they actually choose act? Um, I think that for the left... Um, Labour and the Greens needing the Māori Party as the kiss of death. I think a lot of people would look at that and freak out and feel that that would be a very unstable um, government. It all depends on what government frightens you more. 
would a National Act government frighten you? Or would a Labour Green Māori Party frighten you? And I think whatever scares you most is going to be where you side. Okay. Um, hey, just quickly, uh, Winston, do you think he's going to jump on it just quickly? And do you think we're going to see um, him back in Parliament? Or he's um, too I, I think he's playing the race card. Um, yeah. he's, 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 the, he's the brown politician that white people love because he attacks Māori in a way that they wish they could, but they can't. Yeah. Um, and is there enough of a vote out there, 5% for him to cross back over? Uh, I mean, I certainly think there is anger and there is resentment, but I think that because we've got such a polarised electorate right now, and that's really where we're going for 2023, it's going to be between very left and very right, and they're both going to hate each other, just hate each other. Um, I think that the angry vote out there... Um, is too angry for Winston. Like they, they what they want they want someone who's going to burn Parliament down, not talk about reforming Parliament. Um, so, will he be able to surf that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think there's no comeback for that guy. I think now there quite possibly could be better politicians that could come to this. I mean, it's not going to be a Labour. Like Labour's not going to win it. Right? They've never won that. So it's going to be someone really good into who's independent or national. Hey, um, yeah. uh, Leo Molloy is what I want to talk about real fast before we wrap it up. He's got a fucking yeah. bus. It's huge. Uh, he has got an incredible digital campaign, far better than any of his. Uh, he's smashing down a Samoan guy and the white chick, and they both had a couple of goes at it. What do you reckon as we creep, creep ever so closely him and Trump are the hardest working politicians in the country right now. These guys are amazing. Um, uh, it was it was really interesting looking into the TVNZ data, and it showed that in Auckland, Jacinda is getting smashed. Labour are really getting hurt in Auckland. I think it was it's part of the six month lockdown that we had to go through. There has been a deep resentment towards Labour over that. And a lot of that angry vote is looking for Malloy, I think, is enough of a disruptor and enough of a FU to the system that he, he will pick up a lot of that protest vote. And it would it would just feel so wrong for a Fesso to get the backing of the Labour Party, finally, after so many years, only for that Labour Party backing to be the kiss of death for <laughs> right? I would just be, oh, you poor bugger. That would be terrible. That would be terrible for Fess. Um, and, and, and so I th it, 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 it all depends on how resentful that vote gets over the next year. And I think that as the prices go up, as the inflation... You've got a lot of material to work with, right? You've got so much resentment and anger there. And while Afeso certainly has a lot of support and it's youth-based and it's young and it's, 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 it's you know passionate and what have you, they don't vote in mayoral elections, young people. It's a postal ballot and it's mostly white, old people yeah. who vote, right? And there's, and there's zero sizzle or showbiz around any of this stuff. No. And this guy's getting momentum because his face is on everything. He's interactive and he's got yes. a social media plan. And these guys are still two colour flyers 
black and white, but it got black yeah. and white, AM and FM. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's, it just, oh, doesn't yeah. Yeah. What do you know about that chick, though? Is she is she good value? Um, Vic. What was her name? Vic. Yeah, what do you know about her? With, 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 um, she, she, she has the um, the backing of uh, CNR, um, Citizens of Ratepayers. Uh, I think that she's she's pretty flaky. I don't think that she will. She has any name recognition. We can't remember her name. Um, I don't think that she will guard. I, I think she'd be lucky to third. Oh boy! Yeah. No, I, I I think the dark horse is Leo. Yeah, the money's on Leo, right? There yeah. it is. Uh, anything else on your uh, radar when it comes to politics? I think we've done, we've gone through it. Um, I think the next poll that comes out on TV3 will be really interesting. Okay, is you, you think a correction or do you think even worse for Labour? Um, I well, well, we'll have to wait and see whether or not all of that uh, public fears and... and, and um, Cutting off the, the the petrol prices. Let's see, let's see if it works. What was interesting, I thought, from the the TVNZ poll, was they asked whether or not people agreed with or disagreed with the way the government dealt with the parliament protesters, and a resounding forty three percent said no, they did not agree with the way the government had treated the protesters. And I thought that was incredibly high, and I thought it was a surprising amount. And that people's sympathy, even though it turned violent, there was still a chunk of New Zealand that thought that what the, the way the government responded to those protesters only inflamed it and didn't, didn't actually make it better. And also, talking, listening to Talkback uh, for a couple of nights after Marcus Lush's show and yep. others, it felt that the police were just winding on, oh, this poor guy took an egg to his helmet and said, that's your job. Um, oh, you were sprayed with dog shit. Up oh, again, that's your job. Don't whine on about it. We've got still guys, people in rehab. It's a tough job. That's what you signed up for. Enjoy your fifty k. Oh well, it's just me anyway. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate your time and uh, your back out with your show. Is it Monday, Tuesday? The biggest Monday, uh, Monday night, eight thirty, uh, seven thirty Mondays. And uh, this week we have uh, we have uh, Simon Bridges and oh, uh, fantastic, excellent, congratulations! It's it's really coming down to being a Super Bowl now, isn't it? You guys, I mean, this countdown, the road to the Super Bowls. It is. Great. It is. Yeah. All right, mate. Till next time. Thank you very much. Be well, my. Friend, we're right. Bye-bye. Bomber Bradbury. I love talking to Bomber Bradbury. He just, uh, yeah, it's good. I've known him for years. Anyways, that is the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to us on the podcast platform around the world, appreciate that as well. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to donate to our cause, well, we've got a few people here, talkback.nz, and then there's uh, many buttons that you can help us pay for uh, bits and pieces. Uh, we've got Kevin So tomorrow, Kelvin So tomorrow. Can you just tell me what Kelvin So is all about, just real fast? Uh, thank you very much, um, mate. Kelvin So, I should read my notes, but I've had a hell of a day today. Uh, Bomber is bloody awesome. I love having that guy on the show. Yeah, it really is. And sorry, Liv Beck. I'm not sure about Liv Beck, but where does she sit in the stakes? It's a one horse race, if you ask me. Leo is a, is a, is a top bloke. Um, Go to uh, calvinsoh.com and check it out. He's our guest tomorrow from 9 o'clock, everybody. Then Michelle takes a show on Friday. From everyone here, uh, Selena and Betty Mack, I would like to thank you for your time and uh, 
have a great evening. Good evening. Goodbye. So long.